Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. I'm Michael Sadat and in today's episode, Scott Farrell is here with me to discuss the pros and cons of open banking and its potential to transform the entire banking landscape. Scott headed up the Australian government's review into open banking and was asked to recommend the most appropriate model for open banking in Australia. So welcome, Scott. Thank you, Michael. Scott, to start us off, what is open banking? Open banking can mean different things to different people in different places. The meaning that our review found to be the simplest is that open banking gives customers a right to direct that information they already share with their bank be safely shared with others they choose to trust and who have been accredited as being trustworthy. It's about putting customers in control of the transfer of their information. Customers don't have to share the information, but they can if they choose to. It's not really such a big change for banking. A bank already has a duty to keep its customers' money safe and to pay it to others at the customer's direction. Similarly, a bank already has a duty to keep its customers' information confidential, an obligation for a bank to provide the customer's information to others that the customer chooses makes sense. Both money and information are valuable, and the bank would not have either without the customer. Importantly, open banking is part of this consumer data right in Australia, a more general right being created for people to control their data including who can have it and who can use it. Banking is the first sector of the Australian economy to which this right is to be applied, and open banking is the way that that is supposed to happen. What are the benefits of an open banking system? There are a few different perspectives to this. The first, and in my view the most important, is focus on the customer. Open banking should be designed to give customers more control over their information, leading to more choice in their banking and more convenience in managing their money and resulting in more confidence in the use and value of an asset mostly undiscovered by them, their data. The second is that it should encourage competition for the banking products and services available to customers so that customers can make better choices. Importantly, this should be about the customer. So it is more than challenges competing with banks. It is also banks competing with challenges and each other, provided that it's all for the customer's benefit. The third is that it should create opportunities. It should provide a framework on which new ideas and business can emerge and grow, establishing a vibrant and creative data industry. Such a customer-centric data sector could generate growth and employment, and importantly, value to customers. The new services, new products, and new skills inspired by open banking, which benefit customers, are likely to be in demand not only in Australia, but also overseas. The fourth, but not the least at all, is that it should provide a safer and more efficient way for customers to share data with those they trust than some of the methods being used now. One important benefit which could come from this is that it could become easier to work out the value of data. So there's some of the benefits potentially for consumers. What do you think some of the challenges are likely to be here in Australia? Well, there's challenges in implementing open banking everywhere, not just in Australia. But achieving the benefits of open banking does require care as well as just encouragement. One challenge is understanding what open banking isn't. It isn't something that happens without the customer asking for it. It isn't giving other people the right to run a customer's bank accounts or to use a customer's information without their consent. Also, it isn't about changing the other ways that information is legally shared by people. One real challenge is safeguards. The review identified a number of safeguards so people could use open banking with confidence. Protection like these are really important because in my view the customer focus 
should never be lost. It's the compass point that keeps you on the right track through all the complexity. Something else as a challenge is to ensure that the right systems are put into place. These are likely to be needed to monitor, assess and manage additional risks arising through the broader and deeper use of data. Fortunately, the principles already used with money, communications and energy systems should show what could be needed for the sustainability of a stable and broader data ecosystem. Establishing this will be really important work. With anything to do with information, security is always a challenge. The standards for security, as well as for the data itself and for its transfer, need to be comprehensive, state-of-the-art, up-to-date and able to change with the times. This means that not only the banking industry, but also the data industry needs to be engaged in the process of creating these standards. And that's a critical part of the tech framework. Do you think the banks are, are ready for open banking? Uh, well, Michael, there's probably a few ways to look at that question. The first thing the question is, could they do it right now? Well, that's kind of unfair because the government hasn't even announced its response to the review, and this will take a bit of work. I think the right way to probably look at that question is whether Australian banks generally have accepted that open banking is both important for customers and is going to happen. My view is that they have accepted that and they certainly have engaged with my review on the basis that this is going to happen. It is something that they need to do. They have a distinct need to make sure it happens in a safe and sustainable way for customers, but they're not the only people that have that perspective. Or indeed, they're not the only people with an important perspective. And it's very important for our banks to continue to engage and contribute to the development of the framework. They're an important part of it. We're not the only country that's looking at open banking. And your review looked at some of the international experience. Scott, what can we learn from the international experience of open banking? Uh, lots. And we already have. Open banking has already commenced in the UK and frameworks are either already in place or being put into place in the European Union, in Japan, in Hong Kong and in Singapore. The UK system is the most advanced mandated system required uh, and there is plenty that can be learned from it as it develops. This includes the tech standards and the Australian Review recommended using these as a starting point for the Australian standards to avoid reinventing the wheel through to the issues relating to the customer engagement and customer focus in the UK. Of course, that all being said, it's critical that open banking in Australia is about Australia. It should be about Australian customers and about Australian banking and, you know, the culture here can be different to other countries. This is why there are differences between the recommendations in the review and the system in other countries. Australian's system and the recommendation is about read access, not write. So it doesn't enable others to operate your bank account on your behalf. The Australian system relies on reciprocity so that a customer can ask someone who receives their data to pass it on to someone else they choose as well. And also the Australian system is not just limited to banking. It can extend to other parts of our economy. These differences reflect something that different is needed here that may not have been needed overseas. That all being said, it's a good time to be learning from the other countries' experiences, but also contributing our own. This gives us a chance to help shape the way that open banking is done around the world, which should help ensure that the end result internationally works for us too. So Scott, finally, did anything surprise you in the course of the review? 
<laughs> no, that's a great question. Um, look, surprise might be the wrong word because I didn't really have any preconceptions when I started. I came to open banking with quite an open mind and I tried to listen to anyone that wanted to talk to me. One thing that I did learn is that the use of information or data is often about balancing different principles and ideas. For example, the balance between protecting someone's privacy and giving that person choice. The balance between providing customers with security and then also providing them with convenience. And the balance between enabling new ideas whilst also providing for safeguards for their protection. Now, there are a lot of really hard things to do, but I come back to that customer focus that I mentioned earlier, that that's the compass that gets you through all these things. One other thing that I learned is that customers already share lots of data every day. Hopefully, most of them are actually chosen to do that, and hopefully most of them know what they've chosen to do. This is really important, as it meant there's a critical thing for open banking was to be better for the customer in sharing their data, rather than just trying to engineer perfection, because the improvement might be worthwhile, and it might be the right thing if to try and get the system totally perfect means that we deprive customers of a better choice for a safer system now. The last thing I learned was absolutely critical. Now, this I learned from all the meetings I had with the many who took time to meet with me, speak with me, work with me on the diverse range of issues and concerns that I had to consider. There was a vast amount of knowledge, expertise and experience which was contributed to the review from the banking sector, the fintech sector, the consumer sector, the tech sector, and the regulatory communities. Um, and it taught me one essential thing. This open banking thing can be done, but only if all of those communities continue to engage, contribute and work together. Then open banking in Australia will be something which works for everyone, and most especially that customer. So thank you, Scott, for answering some questions today on open banking. That's been really interesting and I look forward to hearing more about the implementation of open banking in Australia. We'll be back with another podcast shortly. <laughs> <laughs>